Hello everyone, and welcome back to Conspiracies in Milk. It's your girl, Smokin' Lioness. And today is the very last day and the very last hour of 2021. And I just thought it'd be very important today, brothers and sisters, and anyone else listening who's not yet a believer in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. I think it's important to bring attention to him today and to remind you guys that the gospel is very important. It's important for many, many reasons. You know, it's the gospel, which means the good news. It, it means that we can be restored to God and live as people of his kingdom under his rule and reign through Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross. All you got to do is come to him. Bring, bring your broken spirit to Christ. Admit that you've been living as a sinner. Admit that you've been living opposite of his ways. Admit that you need him and that you believe in what he did for you. It's very important in the times that we're in, beloved. I believe we are the last generation. I believe that we are the last ones to spread the gospel to the corners of the earth. I believe that there's a reason that we've been woken up in our spirits. I did not live a life going to church. I did not live a life chasing after God or His truth. I thought just knowing about Him was good enough and believing that He existed somewhere was good enough. I truly did. I wasn't aware of things written in the Bible that had already come true, such as the... Um, the prophecy of Jesus' birth, the prophecy of his death, they could be found in, in the Bible. All you got to do is search for these things, beloved. Ask for discernment. Ask for guidance. We need to ask in times like this for Holy Spirit to guide us. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, beloved, then you need to come to Christ. Utilize everything at your, at your fingertips right now to find the truth. Because this world has tried hard to make you believe in a lie. And there's a reason for it. All the wonderful promises of the kingdom, all the wonderful promises God has for people that believe in him and follow him, pick up their cross daily and chase after him and eat up his word. Beloved, it does not matter how beautiful the lie is. Religions and beliefs and, you know, different things, they all have these like beautiful concepts within them and things that can be beautiful but they're not true they're not true and so it doesn't matter what a good person you think you are by following some other belief you're not going to get into the kingdom by doing that because you were a good person it has nothing to do with you it has everything to do with Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross you can't do anything to match what he's done for you. This isn't about you, beloved. You need to follow him. He's the truth, right? He's the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but by him. Who else claimed that? Who else said he's the only way? Allah, Muhammad, Buddha? No. 
What is there a race of aliens you're waiting to come and anally probe you into, you know, Uranus? <laughs> come on, beloved, like wake up. I'm kidding, but I'm not. You know, you guys choose to believe that the Pallades and and all these different races of aliens are gonna come and save mankind and get rid of the ones that aren't enlightened enough. That's a lie from the pit of hell. It's a lie from, from the enemy because he knows what's to come. The church will be removed. The church being God's people, true followers of Jesus Christ. During times of tribulation, there'll be people here, obviously. We're not all going to be taken out. There'll be tribulation saints. There'll be one heck of a ride coming. And, and that's why I just feel so pressed in my spirit hardcore today to talk to you guys on the last day of the year. You know, we are in the last hour. There's so many things upon us. You know, there's rumors of war. There's been earthquakes everywhere, diverse places, right? There's a great falling away happening. People that uh, people that say they love God and know Him are, are, you know, promoting things that are absolutely against Him, you know, and calling it love, right? God's Word does not change, beloved, and neither does He. It doesn't matter how much this world has changed to try to make everybody feel better, and include every anything ever created by man it doesn't matter the Bible is the truth God loved us that much that he provided a way that we would know it and it's being revealed to so many people but not enough because I'm surrounded by people that are fast asleep even if they're aware, they're still really not truly believing, you know. And, and I was there too, so I know how easy it is to think you're doing the right thing because your heart is in the right place or so you think, right? My brothers and sisters, it's important for us to stay faithful even into death, right? No matter who turns on you. No matter what job you lose, no matter what material things are taken away from you, no matter what, if you don't have money, if you don't have things, God will provide for you. God will provide manna for you. He will provide all you need. I promise. Stay faithful. The reward is great. Don't get sidetracked in these last times, these last days. Don't get sucked into the world's believing that, oh, it's all love and aliens that, you know, never existed before. All of a sudden, yeah, they exist and they're going to save us. And don't fall for the lie. Don't be deceived. There's absolutely a great deception coming. You know, I think we might be in the middle of it now. There's been a lot, right? A lot has changed in our world the past couple of years. It's been very difficult. 
and I think it's important to, it's, sorry, beloved, I think it's important to acknowledge some of these changes, you know, and just ponder, just sit and ponder some of it, you know, think about it. The world has been flipped upside down. Traditions of men are pushed way above anything about God. People literally are angry at people that believe in Jesus. Angry. So much division happening. So much division happening, beloved. And hearts are waxing cold. And I find myself just wanting to stay alone because even I, I get pulled into these thoughts of the past and really hurtful things in my soul and the enemy likes to to bring them bring them up <laughs> you know and I don't like to behave in a way that hurts people's feelings I don't know beloved I want to play a message by Connor uh, Conlon Carter Conlon excuse me and uh, he's with Times Square Church. And this is called The Last Gospel Message to an Ungodly World. And it's about 20 minutes or so. And I think it's a very important message. And I think it speaks to the souls of those that want to receive the truth. And remember, everything on this podcast is to bring you to Christ and the truth of Jesus and his redemptive work on the cross, what he did at Calvary for you, and coming into a relationship with him so that he can guide you, so that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember, he came to fulfill the law. You don't have to go to a pastor to get baptized in water, beloved. You can get baptized by the Holy Spirit. That's why John said, there's a greater one that'll baptize by, by fire, right? John baptized by water, but when he baptized Jesus, he fulfilled the law. All you need to do is come to Christ. You don't need a church. You don't need anyone to guide you. Just you and him. Just you and him, beloved. What will be the final sermon that will be preached in this world? Because Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. For a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. Now I know and you know that the gospel has been preached. Throughout most of the world in our time. But I feel that this verse is telling us. That in the last days there will be a gospel that will be preached. It will be an in irrefutable evidence of the reality of God in Christ Jesus. The truth of the cross. The truth of the resurrection. The truth of the indwelling and sustaining power of God, it will be preached as a witness to all nations before the end comes. As the world begins to spin out of control and people try to find a safe refuge, there will be many who are looking for a refuge in God, only to find that they have to get through this gauntlet of false prophets who have been sent to confuse the way to eternal life. Actually, it's a good military strategy of the enemy himself to create chaos and then create confusion 
so the people have a hard time to find their way through to safety. He says in verse 5, many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now, it's not too hard to spot a false Messiah who says, I am Christ. Now, I think what he's really referring to, those will come without doubt, but what he's referring to is that there will be ministers and ministries that are raised up, and they will be saying to the people, this is what Christ looks like. And much of this, Jesus said, will be a deception. It will not be the way to everlasting life. There will be no power in it. There will be no keeping strength in it. It will be a deceptive gospel that leaves people in the last moments of time, if you read the Gospel of Matthew, without oil. They have no life. They have no power. They have no vision. They can't see Christ in the day of calamity. When darkness comes, that midnight hour, there will be a, a hatred in this world for what God loves and says is good. And there will begin to be an affliction given the people who walk in agreement with God. In other words, we're going to be living at a time when there is a, a, an absolute lawlessness will break out in the world. A rebellion against God that's, that's going to reach astronomical proportions. Men will be selfish and covetous and lovers of themselves. We'll see an absolute breakdown of family love. There will be just, it will shock people who are not ready for it. This, this culmination of, of what began in the Garden of Eden when Satan sowed that seed of rebellion in humankind that man in himself can be his own God. And this, this iniquity, this mystery of lawlessness is at work. And one day, Thessalonians tells us the restraining hand of God will be taken away and it will just pour forth like a baptism of evil over the whole earth. And it will culminate with a Satan indwelt man who will be raised up and he will go to the temple in Jerusalem and he will sit down in the temple and he will declare himself to be God. An, a man declaring himself to be God. It will, absolutely, it will be the, the, the epitome, it will be the climax of human rebellion. And the tragedy is most of the world would probably agree with him. Jesus said, I've come in my name, but you reject me. If another comes in his own name, you'll receive him. It's hard to, hard to believe that humanity left to itself will get to the point of looking at just a, a, a demonically inspired flesh and blood man and actually believe. Don't let any man deceive you by any means. That day will not come except to come a falling away first, that the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship so that he as God sits in the temple of God and showing himself that he is God the final act of rebellion in this world what is the antidote what are the boundaries what has to be inside of me that I'll not be deceived in these last days I don't want to be among the many who go into deception Jesus starts by saying, take heed that no man deceive you. He warns about those who are coming in the name of Christ and taking many off the path that leads to true life and safety. And then again in verse 11, he talks about many false prophets rising and deceiving many. It's a sad thing, actually, when you think of it, that their followers will be many. Let me tell you why this happens. I'm just going to read it to you from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 7 to 12 for the mystery of iniquity already is at work only he who now lets will let until he be taken out of the way there's 
there's something holding back this law Christ comes to take his church out of this world and then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perished here's why they perished because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved and for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness here's the here's the issue it's not doesn't say in the scripture they didn't know truth it doesn't say they didn't study truth remember Paul said in 2nd Timothy there the last days will be characterized by a people in the house of God who are always learning but not coming to the place where that truth is supposed to bring them. Uh, it doesn't say they didn't receive the truth. It doesn't say they didn't say it was the truth. It doesn't say they didn't acknowledge that it was the truth. It just simply says they didn't receive the love of the truth. It's not that they didn't know it, but there's a certain love contained within the truth that they refuse to embrace. It's the love of the truth. May, may I say it this way? Knowing the truth brings you and I to a place, a certain place of love. We love the truth, but then the truth produces some kind of a supernatural love within our hearts. And they neglected to embrace that. And that is the very root of the last day's deception. There, there'd be a, an increase in lawlessness and selfishness as the days grow darker and human rebellion against truth moves towards its finished because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall grow cold iniquity it will become difficult to love people as God does become difficult not to join the critics and the finger pointers and the angry in our midst it would be difficult to represent the Christ who went to a cross enduring the scorn of a generation that spit in his face and pulled out his beard and whipped his back simply because he came to redeem them from their own rebellion towards the Holy God. It will become difficult. As a matter of fact, it will be impossible without the love of God within us. Remember, they received not the love of the truth. Oh, yes, they received the truth, but not the love of it. They would not embrace it. And verse 13 says, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Now, folks, we know we're not saved through endurance I mean if, if you just read that straight out you think well I'm just going to be doggedly determined I'm going to make it to the we're not finished we're not saved through endurance thank God we're saved by faith in a finished work on Calvary and we're kept by the promises of of God in Christ I know that it's I know that it's not endurance that saves me so then what is Jesus talking about in this verse well here's how I read this verse it's in this context the saved, the truly saved, will be given the power to endure till the end. We will be given the power to endure. Like Daniel in the lion's den, like the three Hebrew boys in the furnace. No matter what society throws our way, no matter what kind of scorn or derision, given the power to endure by Almighty God. Have you seen what they're doing? Have you seen how they're breaking down everything I hold dear? Have you seen how they're destroying the very fabric of our society? 
Have you heard their rants and their ravings? And the Lord will say to you and to me, oh, yes, I have. Oh, yes, I have. You forget that one day I was on a cross. One day they were walking by me, wagging their heads, saying, he says he's the son of God. Let his father have him if he will save him, if he will have him. Oh, he saved others himself he cannot save. Come down from the cross and we will believe you. And think about it for a moment. When he spoke these incredible words and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. What were they doing at the moment? Look down at the foot of the cross and the scripture tells us they were gambling for his clothing at the foot of the cross. It's an incredible example of divine love and human depravity. The son of God is on that cross. He is offering covering. He is offering redemption. He's offering forgiveness. He's offering restoration. He's offering futures. He's offering an eternity with God. And here they are at the foot where the blood is dripping down into the soil and they are literally gambling for his clothing. Like scavengers at a cross. Gambling for what they can get out of this sacred moment. And not what they can give. They're, they're blinded to the whole situation. God is giving his life. He's giving his all. He's giving the very blood in his body. He's willing to endure the separation from his father, which to our minds is not understandable. When he said, Father, I don't want to go through this, take this cup, he wasn't necessarily talking just about the cross. It was the separation from his father that had never been known ever at any time. Almost unthinkable. One day you and I are going to get to heaven and we're going to see what that cost the Son of God. And at the foot of the cross, with all this being offered, what are they doing? They're picking apart his earthly goods. Talk about spiritual blindness. It's almost a type of what goes on even in the name of God. We have this incredible sacrifice of love that is given for all of humanity. And we have many who claim to belong to Christ at the foot of the cross, literally gambling for earthly things. No wonder they have no vision. No wonder there's no sight. No wonder they will be deluded and deceived. When some voice rises up, and says, this is Christ, this is what he looks like, because they've rejected the real Christ, rejected the love of God, rejected that which God calls them into and caused them to follow in. Can you imagine? He created humanity. And here they are, mocking him, spitting on him, gambling for his clothing. And all he is doing is speaking life. He's giving his mother into the care of his beloved friend, John, He's just simply, all his words are just life and even asking for forgiveness. And he's even forgiving and taking a thief with him into paradise. He had every opportunity to become bitter, but by the strength of the Holy Spirit within him, he endured. That's what I believe that this verse in Matthew speaks about. He that shall endure unto the end shall be saved. Or he that has the power to endure to the end is saved is a better problem way to say that. The power to endure in love. The power to be given for people. This is the work of God, my friends. You and I will be the last gospel preached to an ungodly world. We will be. We are. The last gospel message 
This gospel of the kingdom, this gospel of endurance, this gospel that doesn't quit, this gospel that is given to people even when they are absolutely steeped in rebellion to a holy God. This gospel will be preached in all the world. That means it will be preached through you and through me in the streets, in the subways, in the office, in the apartment, wherever it is that you are. This gospel will be preached in all the world. There's a day coming when it's going to be very difficult. There's a day coming of crisis when things begin to spin completely out of control. When it's going to be very hard. And that's where we will see the next chapter in Matthew fulfilled. When there's a cry in those who know Christ saying, he's coming. Can't you see? Don't you understand? Don't you know? And there will be others who have sat in the presence of God, but they have rejected this love of the truth. The truth has not brought their hearts into unison with God. It's never produced... Oh, they've loved life, they've loved garments, they've loved church, they've loved their own families, and they've loved those who love them. But it's never brought them into a crucified love, into that kind of love that only God can give. Now, I'm in the same boat that you're in right now. I've just preached myself under tremendous conviction because I can't do this, and neither can you. I'm kind of thankful I can't do it and I'm thankful that you can't do it it puts us all on level footing we all stand before the throne of God say Lord Jesus you've got to come now you've got to fill me up and you've got to help me to love the unlovely I can't do it in my own strength and Lord you have to do it now 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 is when you and I have to get the oil now is when we need the strength I find the Lord doing that in my heart more and more all the time. Taking me out of where I shouldn't be and bringing me into where I should be. But it's a fight, folks. It's everything in the human heart doesn't want to go there. We want everything of God. We want the history. We want the garments. We want the moment. We want to sing the songs. We want everything but the work of God, which is the winning of the lost calling you an idiot a fool because of what you believe most often that's the case and that's the love that the truth will bring us into and again I want to state this point they did not receive the love of the truth the love the truth brings into the heart they didn't receive it that's why they were given to delusion some of these people will never respond to your gestures of kindness some of them did not respond to Christ they heard all his words and they're in hell today they were there at the cross but they rejected it but that doesn't mean we stop because it's not received we let God manifest this love through us now father I thank you Lord I know that I have delivered your heart And I know, Lord, this is going to keep us in the coming days. You have to help us in this because none of us can do this. Without your spirit upon us, it just becomes a pie in the sky 
principle that we can't attain to. You have to come and do it within us. You have to come and give us the love. And I thank you, Lord, that you've been giving me victory. I praise you, God, for it with all my heart. I thank you, Lord, that your word says that those who labor must be the first partaker of the fruits. And you led me through some very deep water where I had to learn to love something that I hate. And Father, I pray that, that what's written on our sign not be a fraud in this generation. It'd be really true that we be a people who do know the love of God, who are ambassadors of the love of God, who are supernaturally enabled by the love of God. And the truth has brought us to this love of God, that we're able to go to all people everywhere, no matter what happens to us, and be absent of all fear because love casts out fear. Jesus, help us to love this generation. God, help us to love those who are blaspheming your name. Help us, Lord, to be your body, to be this last gospel message to an ungodly world. Father, I thank you for this, Lord. Now, only you, Holy Spirit, can make this a reality. I can't do it, and my best efforts can't do it. Only you can do it. But you said in your word that if a son asks for bread, you'll not give him a stone. And you said, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And so today, Lord, we're asking you, Jesus, to fill us. God, fill us with your love beginning where we need it the most. And Jesus, we know that this will keep us from deception. It will keep us from fear. It will keep us, Lord, in the coming days. And it will keep us a living testimony of Christ. And that about wraps it up, beloved. The last podcast of 2021. Just a reminder to focus on Jesus. Focus on love. Don't forget to love thy neighbor. Don't let your heart wax cold. Remain faithful even unto death. No matter what you're facing, he is with you. He promises that. Believe in it. Believe in it. Jesus Christ died for you so that you can come home and be with him. Seek him and you'll find him. The truth is there. If you'll only look for it, you don't need anyone else to help you find it. It's written in your heart. Give it some time. Give it some thought. Get yourself a Bible. Don't worry about the version. Ask God. Ask God to open up your eyes and your heart, beloved. And I wish nothing but the best for you in this new year to come. But I do pray that you will prepare your spirit. And I pray that you'll draw near to Jesus. And I pray that you'll be seeking the truth. Because we are the last generation. God bless you with open eyes and open ears. Until next time.